All right, today is Sunday, February. What's today? Sunday, February 20th. NBA All-Star Game is going on. And I got to say, I'm slightly disappointed in the jackets that the NBA that the members of the NBA 75 team Very received. disappointed in those blazers they gave us. <laughs> that was, that's what those definitely are, those are blazers. But, yes, as we're recording this, um, All-Star Game is on. So, shout-out to all the players that made it, the replacement players. Shout-out to the players who couldn't make the game, who didn't make it for injuries and whatnot. Donovan Mitchell was a late scrub. And when I say late, I mean this morning, like mm-hmm. Sunday morning. Like, I think it was what, COVID, right? Um, it was a some type of respiratory illness. I didn't see if it officially said it was COVID, but uh, respiratory illness is what I read. Right. But other than that, I'm John W. Fresh X. And it's the Hooper's Hour on Nothing But that Radio presented to by Dash Radio. So, quick NBA news um, right off the gate. Tristan Thompson, who was recently waived by the Indiana Pacers, who he was trade in a trade from the Sacramento Kings with, um, was being claimed by the Chicago Bulls, and I think everybody likes this on a scale because the Bulls have needed front court help all season even before the injuries and now with the injuries they definitely still could use that front court help veteran presence been to a couple championships had the championship do you like the Bulls adding Tristan Thompson uh, yeah, I think it makes sense because they need size. We, I think we were the first people to say that, that the Bulls should because remember when he got traded, mm-hmm. people were saying that he possibly might go to the Lakers. And I think you said first that you would like to see the Bulls get in on that. Um, so he did, did that officially happen, that he's going to the Bulls? Or uh, yeah. that's what said it because I, I, uh, I asked that because I saw when Rick Carlisle announced that they were going to buy him out and he mentioned that he was going to the Bulls um, which I thought was kind of weird in itself um, kind of just like how when he gave the endorsement for Jason Kidd to get the coach and Jason Kidd became the coach like he already knew but like he you know he he, he basically said that he signed with Chicago so I'm like oh excuse me I didn't, you know, how how does he already know that, basically, or whatever? Well, was that, like, the deal or something? I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weird, but, yeah. <laughs> off, to- off topic, but it was weird when when I saw him. So. No, it is weird. Why Rick Carlisle know so much stuff like that? Yeah. talking to Rick Carlisle like that. I mean, he's the president. I don't know if they got a new president yet, but when I last knew of, he was the president of the Coaches Association. Um, kind of like the Players Association. So, uh-huh. so you know, he, he's plugged in like that, but I'm like, it, it, isn't that like kind of tampering? How did he, y'all are releasing him now, and you already know that he's going to go to Chicago? How did he know that already? Maybe Tristan told him. Maybe I was over. Maybe I was overthinking it, though. NBA conspiracy theories, not because I mean, when would Tristan <laughs> tell him he just got released? He's like, I just got released. maybe he already. I mean, he knew he was gonna get bought out. Yeah, but. Maybe that's what he knew. Maybe that's what he wanted to go all along. He figured like, yo, I'm going to Chicago. That's what he told um, Rick Carlisle. Maybe I'm just overthinking it, but I don't think a coach would be announcing where a player is about to go to. Conspiracy theories. He announced where he's going to in, in the, <laughs> the press conference. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, real quick, like I said, today is Sunday, February twentieth. 2022 as we're recording this so I want to say happy birthday to Charles Barkley because I know he listens to this because he lives in Atlanta mm-hmm. as he works for TNT but just to go over some stuff real quick for Charles Barkley he had 725 rebound games in his career 27 30 20 games that's 30 points 20 rebounds 
four, 40, 20 games, 40 points, 20 rebounds, one 20, 30 game, 20 points, 30 rebounds, and one 20, 20, 10 games, 20 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists. If Charles Barkley played in this era, he would have more 20 rebound games because um, rebounds, I always say rebounds up because it's so many more jump shots, yeah. so a lot more uh, longer rebounds and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So uh, I think he would have more 20 rebounds. I'm surprised he doesn't have more. But seven is a lot for his size and that era of basketball no, to get sure. 25 rebounds. Because it was 25 rebound yeah, games. Yeah. To get 25 rebounds That's against no. these big dudes where you could just being big was a skill in itself. Mm-hmm. So uh, happy birthday to uh, Charles Barkley. No, for sure. Also a member of the... 75 NBA team who received. I don't know if he got a blazer. Like, yeah, I think everybody got a blazer. On the original team, do you accept the blazer? Like, nah, I got a jacket. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I mean, if I compared it to my jacket, I wouldn't want it. But (laughs) he's like, nah, they, you know, they gonna take the picture in it tonight. Nah, yeah, you got to surely. Um, more NBA news on the sidetrack. Chris Paul just recently discovered today as well that he has a fractured thumb. He will be reevaluated in six to eight weeks, but he is playing the All Star game tonight. Mm So, um, how do you think that changes Phoenix over the next couple weeks? Because they've been relatively healthy since he's gotten there. Not even relatively healthy. Their main pieces that haven't really been hurt since Chris Paul has got there. How does that kind of change Phoenix over the next month and a half, coming off All-Star break? Right, and he's probably definitely not going to play a lot of the game. You know, he's, he's, he's already been in, so I, I bet he's probably not going back in. But this isn't the time of the year where you kind of want that stuff to happen. Um, I don't know the recovery time. I think he'll have enough time where he can, you know, get back and they'll be flowing for the playoffs. But I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, this hurts him for a couple of weeks. Um, Cam- Cameron Payne filled in for him pretty nicely in the playoffs a little bit last year. But I would think they definitely would be looking for another guard. I've, I, I had already saw people saying that they should probably try to get Drogic to come back to Phoenix. Uh, so maybe this is an opening for that, give him a chance to play for a team that's contending. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, for sure. I think they should add another guard to their team All right, like for security. Like saying, and he will, of course, he'll be reevaluated in, like, in those six to eight weeks. So and, it's going to be six to eight weeks and he reevaluated? Yeah. Yeah, they, they got to add another guard. That's yeah. a long time. No, it definitely is. Like I think, I think how Phoenix has matured as a team over, over this, you know, over these past couple of years, I think. Thinking, especially with them already being first place, I think Monty is going to keep them on their game, especially Devin Booker, Michael Bridges, DeAndre Ayn going to do a lot of the work, but they definitely should be looking to try to bring in Drogic and not let him go to um, Dallas where everybody think he's a favorite to go. Do you, like, right. at this point, would you want Dallas to even get Drogic? Is there going to be many minutes for him? I mean, there's going to be minutes for him, but... Yeah, because they're going to play the guard role. They're going to play multiple guard rotations, so, because um, you start you start Luka and Jalen Bronson, but all the bitches just Dinwiddie. Um, and Tim Hardaway. So having another guard, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that, especially with how they want to play, right. how teams play. Dallas will easily play three guards. So, But uh, it's probably going to be more minutes in Phoenix, especially six to eight weeks. That's probably That'll take you to the end of the season. So um, this is a good time to, to get in there. You can get some minutes, get in the rotation, and they could use them during the playoffs. Get a chance to play for a championship, right. but I think he would go to Dallas still if the opportunity was there. Right. Just wanted to get an All Star game real quick. Steph just hit a couple. Just went on the floor in front of the three point line. 
just real quick. Y'all just find y'all just catch a live. Y'all just has been kind of trolling. Right. Hasn't been getting people assist tonight. He's been doing his own thing, going for MVP. I know you said you had LeBron going for MVP, but how LeBron looked in those first twelve minutes, you still got him as MVP. Yeah, more than likely it's gonna come down to the fourth, uh, to the fourth quarter or the last. What they even playing quarters with how the the new format is, but it's gonna come down to the end. But as far as who the players that look the best so far tonight is, it's really Garland. Garland got a good chance of getting it, but I think LeBron. I, I still stick with LeBron to try to take it home. Nah, I now I know this has been. I've been waiting to ask you this question because I know you said you've been holding back on them until they get basically their full roster. I know Draymond is out. I still don't know the timetable on James Wiseman, but do you still do you think? Uh, Golden State chances of going to the championship has improved since Clay's been back? Or are you still kind of waiting to see? I mean, I think you got to consider them being there in the end um, because, for one, they already got the championship experience. Um, and Clay is clearly, he's he's healthy. He's finding his rhythm. But I've already seen, you know, Clay have some some Clay games. You know, he had that, that big fourth quarter a couple games ago. He go off a of 20 and the fourth, finished with 33. Um, he played pretty well his first nights. Uh, he's officially off of his minutes restriction, which I, I didn't think he was ever on a minutes restriction, but, excuse me, but, uh, you know, of course, they probably had to just ease him back in there. Uh, I, I'm not even counting James Wiseman this year because I don't, I don't even expect to see him. So, But just looking at the roster that they got, and then they'll get Draymond back in a minute. Uh, the Warriors got a good chance of going to the finals easily, for sure. No, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like I say, just especially once they get Draymond back and that offense go from back up, which gets Steph to get some more off-the-ball stuff because he's been – I know a lot of people haven't really talked about it but he has been playing. I think he's been averaging like eight, nine assists over his last since Draymond has been out about 23 points. So then everybody, you know, they're not even bugging about the points because it's like, you know, he is out there creating assists, which people think was impossible with his game or in that offense for whatever reason. All right. But just looking forward to the second half of the season. Trade deadline is over. Got James Hart going to Philly. Got Embiid, excuse me, not Embiid, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond. In Brooklyn, it was um, like I say. Of course, there was the um, Sabonis trade, which teams you expect to take off in the second half, especially like you expect any of the middle of the pack te- middle of the pack teams to kind of find some space. And now that we got some roster settled in, um, I think this is uh, Philly finally completing their their roster. The, the Nets, depending on the health, like when you get KD back, I think they go on a run. But Philly. Knowing what their roster is, Doc being able to solidify his rotations and stuff like that, knowing I'm going to have James Shake Milton in his back, um, knowing what you want to do with Tyrese Maxey and stuff like that, the year that Embiid is having and he seems to be be healthy. Uh, Philly, Philly has been, you know, earlier in the year they were at the top. Now uh, I think they're in like third, they're in like fourth or fifth. They're right there. But I wouldn't be surprised to see them. Them and the Nets, they just made the trade with each other, but I think they both got better in the trade. So I wouldn't be surprised to see both of them teams get hotter. Any teams in the West like that's right there in the middle that you expect to take off? The West, the team I see mainly is probably Dallas. Lucas playing really well right now. 
you wonder could the Lakers ever put it together once Anthony Davis was fully healthy, but he's about to be out again since he just uh, hurt his ankle in their last game. Um, so the West is – I can't really think of a team in the West outside of Dallas because Luka is on the tear right now. Um, 49 the other night, 50 a couple games before that. Um, spread out the floor a little more, added more guard play since they got uh, they traded Przingis. I could, I could see Dallas um, as, as Luca try to elevate them out there. Right. You think if he can, because the West is always close, especially that that basically that three through seven spot. You think if he can get in about third place, he can start to improve his MVP talks? Because of course, you get to this part of the season where certain players go on their runs and. This player is the best player in the world this week, and this best player this week. Luca hasn't really been talked about about as much in the first part of the season because he's been out. He did miss a lot of times, but he has caught a rhythm lately. Do you think he can kind of build up an MVP run if he can get Dallas? If Dallas can maybe catch um, Utah or Memphis in the standings, he probably could finish like third. But people get so caught up with giving away the MVP in January. That you after that is is really hard to get it. Like the only way I could see him in a conversation is somehow he Dallas finished first or he starts leading the league in scoring or something like that. I would think theoretically Dallas is in fifth. Lucas playing really well. If he keeps playing the way he's playing and Dallas finishes top three, you know it's not crazy for him to be in that conversation. But I don't think he's gonna get no real traction just because of the timing of the season. Excuse me. No, yeah, I feel like say so it's just with how like I say as of course it's getting to that part of the season. I think we've gotten almost fifty games out of the way and like yeah, say, almost sixty games. Like, every week is just I've seen Joel Embiid is the best player in the world. Of course is the Jokic is the best player in the world crowd. That like I say, Luca with how he's been playing, especially over this past week, he's been the best player in the world. And it's just funny to always just see how people M V P ladders change just off who's been playing good for in a certain span of a week or six to seven games or whatnot. And now Luka just seems to be the player that's calling that right now. Right, yeah, because, I mean, especially he had already been turning it up. Uh, I feel like like some people think he's turning it up because of uh, the Porzingis trade, but after he came back from his battle with COVID, he you know he took his couple of games to get back into it. But he's been turning it up for a while now, um, so I don't see him slowing down the rest of the year. Do you think any of the teams in playing range can kind of make a playoff push and get up to a better season and not be in playing? Hawks, Knicks, we got Charlotte, New Orleans right there with CJ McCollum, who's been playing really well recently. Do um, you think any of those teams have a real playoff shot, or the Lakers, or they just go be, or they go be, just gonna make the playing tournament is just their best shot right now? The only teams in the play-in because that I see that's in playing territory that I don't see being there when the season end is the Nets, and it, you know you keep waiting on it to happen. But it's really just the Nets or the Lakers. Potentially the Hawks third because the Hawks have a talented roster. But the Hawks, you know, they, they went on that win streak after the Martin Luther King. They win against the Bucks, But, and you know, sure enough, the roster um, and as and people's roles by moving Cam Reddish. But it, the Hawks still have those nights. Well, Josh just tried to do a crazy dunk in the All-Star game. Um, but 
like the, the Hawks still have those nights where you can see why they're why they are where they are in the standings. Lackluster on defense, uh, bad decisions on offense. So I I wouldn't be surprised if they stay in the playing territory. I think Brooklyn is there strictly because of injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think once KD gets there, they're right to ship. They're not that, you know, it's so close in the East. You go on a couple game winning streak. Like, if you just look at Boston, Boston was literally just in playing t- t- territory. They've been playing well recently, and now they're in, like, sixth place. Um, so I could see the same thing happening with the Nets. So I don't see the Nets being there. And at the end of the day with the Lakers, I could see the Lakers getting into six. Um, especially once it comes down to it in the season because who's in front of them right now is Minnesota and the Clippers. Um, Minnesota, Clippers, and Denver, that's what's keeping them out of six. And the way, the way that LeBron's been playing, I think they're going to get Melo back, and Melo has been playing really well for LeBron this year. I I, I will put it – I think I, – I don't see LeBron getting out the first round, but I can see him – Elevating the Lakers where they're not into the to the playing because he has been playing really well. And it's kind of important. I know people, but that would be really important for the Lakers not to have to play in the playing game where it's you know one game elimination. Even though you have LeBron on your team, that's still a chance you don't want to take, especially as an older team. Yeah, and I'm you know that's where you really give yourself a chance because if it stays where it is and you get into sixth place, and you we've been saying it all year, you hope Anthony Davis gets healthy. But if Anthony Davis is healthy, LeBron is playing how he's playing. I know we all like Memphis. A lot of people right now are saying they would pick Memphis, but if the Lakers are rolling going into the playoffs and they get into the sixth seed and they had to play Memphis in the first round, most people are going to pick the Lakers. It, will make it sounds cool as of February 20th to say that you would pick Memphis, but if the Lakers are rolling and they get into that sixth spot, LeBron's averaging 30-whatever points, Anthony Davis healthy, he's averaging 27 and whatever, you're going to pick the Lakers against Memphis. No, yeah, that's only the sm- that's, that's a smart pick, which is when you think about it, especially if that's it, that is how it ends up happening, which it quite possibly could because you never know. Just I promise CJ McCollum, who recently did get traded to the um, New Orleans Pelicans, who and like I said, he's been playing really good for them lately. Um, they asked him a question during all that's um, on during one of the All Star events, one of Saturday night events. Has he talked to Zion yet? Because as we know, Zion is. I think he's basically done for the season. I'm pretty sure I heard that he's had a second surgery. I haven't seen. I'm say allegedly because I haven't really seen anything to back that up. Right. But he said he hasn't spoken to um, Zion since he's been in New Orleans. Do you find that surprising at all? Not even on like no beef. Like he just hasn't spoken to him. That he hasn't spoken to New Orleans. No, he hasn't spoken to uh, CJ McCollum. Hasn't spoken to Zion since he's been since he's been there. And yeah. I, I am surprised that he haven't. Uh, I mean, and it, it's probably just a matter of him not being around, um, and him wanting to talk to him that way, opposed to just reaching out over over text. Because I wouldn't be surprised if Zion hasn't been there. Right. So it's probably more so that than anything. But I would say I am slightly surprised because if I was CJ, I mean, like I said, I just think it's a matter of he probably just want to talk to him in person. You're going to see him. Um, even though this is the, the age of where everybody can get people's numbers, it's probably still kind of weird as an older because CJ's kind of in our age range. It's probably kind of weird just be texting people randomly, but whatever. So I'm, I, that, that's probably why they haven't spoken. Um, but I, I would have thought that he would have, you know, reached out and hit him up um, when he got out there. And honestly, working out with CJ would be good for Zion, uh, you know, once he can do some basketball stuff. All right. 
Do you think this is gonna be? It's a good mix because I think everybody sees the potential, especially once you get a create on the wing, another create on the perimeter like a CJ McCollum. This is a good mix for New Orleans. Yeah, with the CJ Brandon and eventually Zion Williams. It'd be good when they get a real point guard and Devontae Graham can come off the bench. They need a, a actual point guard, which they traded Alexander Walker in this trade. They didn't sign Zion. I mean, Alonzo back last year. Um, they did draft uh, Kara Lewis, but he's out right now because of injuries. But with Zion being the type of player that he is, you're going to go to him because he's such an athletic feature of nature, and he he has a quick first step that he, he can get to the bucket and make moves. But Zion's not really a half-court player. Um, obviously, Brandon Ingram needs his touches, but I've said, I've said watching them, Brandon Ingram goes away a lot. So to have C.J., you got another guard on the perimeter that could create. So I, I think it works. And then Brand, CJ and Brandon are both efficient enough. I just think you need a, uh, you add a true point guard to this team um, or just a pass first point guard, I should say. that That's because um, I don't – they're all point guards, honestly. <laughs> but a pass you add a pass first point guard, somebody that's thinking more set these people up. Um, and make my open shots opposed to again the scoring point guard. I think that helps New Orleans. Right. They gonna have to add a point guard. No, I definitely agree with that. We didn't get a chance to talk about it recently because it happened kind of at a weird time space. But LeBron recently has um Pat is the all time leader in points for regular season and playoffs combined. And I think some people were, was in the uproar that it wasn't being celebrated more. Are you surprised that there, like that's that this is even the thing now? I know you said you didn't really agree when they put it out with the stuff for uh, for the three point. Right. Yeah. Like, are you surprised? Like, do you even know where this this came from? That that's what they're doing now, combining that the regular season and the playoffs because it's like that's never been a thing before. This is the first year I seen it. For like I said, the first time I saw it was when uh, it first was happening with Steph. And I just think it's because of the era that we and everything is so driven by stats and analytics. But it literally, literally doesn't make sense um, because the regular season matters more because with it being a regular season award because that that's of all players. It's gonna be certain players eliminated when you start adding the playoffs too. So. It's not even the same category or whatever, but everything is so stat-driven. It's just a way to gain traction, I guess. Right. And like I said, there's so many different stats that not even necessarily on an analytical base because there are a lot of different analytical stats that get added every year. Right. But like I said, just stats in general and just players reach certain benchmarks every year. Every little number gets counted. I know you, you don't kind of agree with every time a player gets to an achievement is always – an achievement, no matter what it is. I know, like, it was one year with the three-pointer. I, I don't know if – I think it was Trey. He was, like, the fastest to a number of made threes, but, it, like, Dame had already did that, but they kind of left Dame out of it. Do you think it's kind of a way to – like I said, I know it's definitely everything, but do you think it's just a way to kind of celebrate all, you know, players just at any given moment as well, even if it's not necessarily – the celebration that it should be. I think it's just an error thing, just uh, honestly, because some of the numbers they really just don't know how you making sense, so they be they're used out of context or whatever. Um, and I just think it's such a lane for it that you're gonna see it on social media a lot for people to for all networks, outlets, 
platforms to gain traction with people by hey let's talk let's throw these numbers out there especially when they look impressive if you can find some numbers where it look like you're the only person to do this or only a few of you have done this right they're gonna try and run with it nah yeah like I say it's just it's like I say it's always just a given number at any given time with any player and it's like you don't even know when the number even matters anymore so I don't know if you've recently seen it but the Athletic have done their 75 greatest players I'm not I don't want to go over a bunch of players because 75 players is a lot, but just some marquee players. John Stockton at 26. I don't know how many people have him in their top 30 players ever, even as the all-time leader in assists and steals. Of course, Jordan 1, LeBron 2, Kareem 3, Bill Russell 4, Magic rounds out the top 5. Oscar at number 12. I think you got him somewhere around there. Iverson at 40, Bob Cousy at 30. I know what I didn't like with Iverson was at 40 and like Chris Paul's ahead of him, James Harden. I just want to say just because these players are in this era and we're looking at them more recently and they got stats that drive to them, like that, having James Harden in front of Allen Iverson is 100% stat-driven. He don't have more scoring titles than him. He's never led a 10 to the finals on his own. Um... He, they have the same amount of MVPs. Why is James Harden automatically a better player than Allen Iverson? What did he do to uplift his teams consistently more than Iverson did? But but because he averaged 37 once, which he's, you could say he's a better scorer because he averaged 37, but the numbers also say Iverson has more scoring titles than James Harden, so he's a better scorer. He has a higher career scoring average than him. He won the MVP. In the year he won the MVP, they had the best record in the East. He won the All-Star Game MVP, and they went to the NBA Finals. How is James Harden a better player all time than Allen Iverson? And... I will say Iverson is my favorite player of all time, so you can say it's biased and it's out there. But I just think James Harden is in a newer era. The way he's doing it is because of the threes. It don't matter if you won shooting threes or you won shooting twos. They won the same amount. Of, they, they have won the same way, basically, or the same amount of times. Iverson has won a little more. I mean, James has been to the finals, but he wasn't the best player on that finals team. What makes James Iverson was a better defender. James is bigger, but he never led the league in steals. Iverson consistently led the league in steals. He should have made defensive player the uh, not defensive player the year. He should have made all defensive team second, third team at least once. But people disregard his steals because they say he was just fishing for steals. But you still got to be playing defense to get those steals, whatever. Right. What makes James Harden? I say him in particular. I think Chris Paul also. What makes them better players than Allen Iverson? And that's my mini rant about that for today. Right. I looked at, I scammed it earlier. I didn't really take a good look at it. Yeah, when I scammed it, that's I, that's what I saw I'm, because people in this era just automatically put the because these players shoot threes is like they they play differently. That's fine. No, nah, yeah. You know, James shot. He shoots more threes. I I will still take Will Chamberlain over here. I'll still take Shaq over him. And yeah, the three point shot is supposed to be more efficient or whatever, but right. That that doesn't necessarily lead to him winning more. So I just think what what makes these players so much better? What makes Chris Paul better than John Stockton? John Chris Paul is trying to do what John Stockton did, right. and people will say he's made these franchises better. 
What's Utah Jazz history before John Stockton? I'm sorry that Nothing. they was good when he was there. He made them good. He made the franchise good. So what did he, what makes him better? John Stockton could shoot the ball. He ran his team. He could play defense. He he wasn't no slouch on offense. And I'm gonna say that he was he wasn't Michael Jordan clutch, but he 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 was a clutch player. He he hit that three that forced Jordan had to go get them buckets at the end of when he hit the shot when he pushed off Bill Russell. Uh, 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 What's his name? Byron, Byron Russell. Right, and I made a mistake. Isaiah yeah. Thomas is 26. John Stockton is 25. You understand? Like, I can get why you got Isaiah over John Stockton because, you you know, the championship, when it's, right. when it's close like, like that, the championship, like the like championship edge it out. Those two Chris Paul's been to one finals. He's been to, like, two conference finals. John Stockton's been to two NBA finals. They both done lost in the finals. But are you said 24 is the one that's kind of like – that's not bad because you you honestly opened my eyes to respect him where Giannis should be historically. He really I really wouldn't be mad if people started putting him in his top twenty because I mean, he got his championship, fifty in the closeout game, fifty when they played K D, um defensive player of the year, two MVPs. He's only, as he says, healthy. He's only going to move up the statistical numbers, rebounds, and this, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not mad because I, I think Giannis is entering that territory. He's, he's, he, you could probably say he's a top five power forward ever. I'm not ready to say he's the best. He's definitely not the best power forward ever. Well, definitely not the best. Not, not ready to say he's second best necessarily either because I'm not mad at somebody, even though he has a championship, I'm not mad if you take. KG or or KG Dirk or Charles Barkley over him. I'm not mad if those are players. Those like. they call him alone, right? <laughs> I mean, because I, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't take even. I don't mess with Carmelo. I honestly wouldn't take Carmelo over Giannis. I think Giannis is a better player than Carmelo. But I think Barkley was. I think Barkley was better than Carmelo. I think Dirk was better than Carmelo. I think I think basketball wise, those players were genuinely better than Carmelo. Okay. So. And I think so. I think Giannis has passed him, and then he's also passed him as a person because Carmelo is a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, but you was the first one I heard that, that says that where you would put him historically as like one of the top. I think you said top three, top four power forwards or whatever. So twenty four is good, but I wouldn't be mad if somebody had him top right. twenty. I probably. I think 24 is right there. Shout out to them. They had Elgin Baylor at number 23. So What number was Dr. J? Dr. J. Because I, I like that recently. Some people have been riding for Dr. J. I think it was uh, somebody tweeted it. And they was like, if you think that, you know, and I, you know, you can have your opinion. 19. 19. That, okay, that's a good spot. But somebody tweeted that if you have Pippen in front of Dr. J, you really don't know basketball like that. And I'm, I'm not mad at nobody that likes Pippen, Scottie Pippen, and thinks that he's a really great player. But to think that those two players were on the same level because you just think of Dr. J as a dunker does kind of mean you don't really like Dr. J was to the ABA where Jordan was to the NBA, and he came over to the NBA not even as the, he gave the ABA a lot of his great years. He came to the NBA and still was like not just great, but like really great. So shout out to Dr. J. Right. Nineteen, hey. I like that for him. He's one of the twenty best players ever. David Robinson, one of the twenty best players ever. <sighs> That's tough. Off the top of my head, I want to say no, but MVP, championship, scoring title. He won the defensive player of the year. He should have. If he didn't, he should have won one. Quadruple double. So just thinking of his game, possibly, but off the top of my head, I'm going to say no. Right. 
Excuse me. What oh. number did they have, David Robinson? Number twenty. Wait. So yes, yeah, I'm not mad at that. 20. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at it. But off the top of my head, I would probably say no. So we they at halftime. Just a quick update. They at halftime at the All Star game. They're doing the uh, announcing the top seventy five team. Um, yeah, shout out to Tim Duncan, Scotty Pippen, John Havlicek, some of the players they just called. And I get it. It's I think it had so bad. <laughs> My bad, y'all. And like I said, I get it. It's the time. Oh, Billy Cunningham. Shout out Billy Cunningham. Oh, oh snap. I've never seen him before. Yeah. I didn't realize he was a little white man. Okay. Speaking of the doctor, Julius Irvin, shout out to Dr. J. Cool, man. And I'm, like I said, I know it's the era and the time, but I really wish they would have gave him a newer jacket instead of just a blazer. Yeah, I, w- I wonder why they decided to just go with the blazer instead of the the jacket. Um, okay, <laughs> um Because the the bla- everyone always know about the blazer. It stood out to to people uh, how they connected it with the teams and your colors back then. It was all so unique. While this one, it just all feel the same. Yeah. Um, but you know, shout out to everybody that got a blazer. Top seventy five players of all time Quite for the seventy fifth anniversary right. of the NBA. Quite came with his swagged out with the hoodie on up under it. Right. Shout out to them doing it. <laughs> Shout out to James Worthy. I don't know if you've ever seen James Worthy like at the Laker games or anything like that, but James Worthy is fucking. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, James Worthy is one of the best ones out there. But just get back to the regular season. Like I said, we're approaching basically the end of the season. Any of the teams on top you can see slipping, like especially teams who we probably wasn't counting on being there in the beginning of the season Memphis, Cleveland, um, maybe Utah, one of the teams. Golden State, maybe. I mean, with injuries, uh, you got to see what happened with Utah and with Phoenix. Um, just because of, like I said, Donovan Mitchell they had to miss the All Star game, so we'll, we'll see how much time he gonna miss going forward. Um, I don't think they start back playing until Wednesday or Thursday. They try to get them like a week off nowadays. Um, so. As far as in the East, you got to be worried about the Bulls just because of them getting hit with injuries. I mean, Zach is playing tonight and he looks okay, but you know he did have to like get his knee reevaluated last week. He went to flew out to L.A. to uh, for another specialist to look at it. So they already down Lonzo. They just lost Caruso again. Um, you know to be down Patrick Williams since the beginning of the season. So you got to watch out there for the Bulls because. You don't want, you know, you don't want to get so thin where you. They already went heavy on DeMar, who's been going crazy, just broke Will Chamberlain's record for a thir- consecutive 30 point games while shooting over 50%, um, getting 30s and high, high 30s, almost 40s, not attempting threes, not making threes or whatever. So you got to watch out there for the Bulls, but the Bulls just keep on winning. DeMar keeps leading them to wins. So, is you know, you, you got to think it's going to keep going. The only time they really lost is when he was out. Don't matter who else is out. As long as he's in, they're getting wins. Right. Recently, Jason Tatum um, did an interview during the All-Star break. Uh, I think it was Saturday night. And they was asking him about basically, you know, media voting and how for, for you know, like All-Stars and all NBA and how that goes into, you know, their monetary gain or their contracts. And how he don't necessarily agree with that, and of course we all know why it was reformatted like that a couple of years ago because it was supposed to help 
those uh, mid-market teams hold on to their young players who are turning the stars with the Super Max or just the Ricky Max or just the Ricky Max in general. Do you kind of? I see a lot of people kind of agree on that, agree on that, or that it should be some guidelines on how they vote for these things. Do you kind of agree with that? That maybe it shouldn't be tied all like all NBA and wars like that shouldn't be tied to their contract situations. No, I slightly agree, but I mainly disagree, and this is why I slightly agree because uh, a writer, a writer could have a grudge with Jason Tatum and then be like, I ain't gonna vote them all NBA and so that and that's not cool. That should never be a situation. But making I think what's funny is like this stuff has always been a part of deals, but it got made a little chunkier because of the Derrick Rose situation and how quick he became an MVP um or whatever. But it's always been these type of incentives for making these awards but you Nowadays, when they tell you the contract, you just automatically think the contract is a super max deal when really you still got to hit certain benchmarks to get to that. Right. Um, opposed to saying this deal is really a $180 million deal, but if you become all NBA, it becomes a $200 million deal. They just automatically say it's a $200 million deal, so it's like you lose money, but really you're not losing money. You're kind of earning money, kind of gaining money. Right. I mean, even so, that that's just kind of. Where I think about it is, it's kind of always been there. But I I understand the point of all these dudes like Steph, so they're gonna vote for Steph just to right. throw a popular name out there. Or right. these guys don't like Draymond, they're not gonna vote for him. Now he don't win all the defensive. Now he doesn't get get this for getting hitting that benchmark or whatever. Right. But I mean that's it's kind of all that's kind of always been a thing is the incentives or, or whatever in in deals. Um, but I do think the votes. I do think select media members should go to the votes. Should should get votes because the the original point of it was media members not being biased or whatever. But I do think it's at a point where, like players association, and or or at least past award winners should be. Uh, uh, be able to vote, and if it's the players' association, the players that's you know being a part of it and stuff like that, that's in the union, whatever. Right. Maybe they they got to vote, and then you just like the only stipulation is you can't vote for yourself. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, but then you still get multiple votes. But yeah, I'm not. I'm. I, I get why it's a conversation, but. I just think it's just a played out. It gets played out because I mean sometimes a lot of the players that don't make it. I mean. Or they don't get it. Usually, you gotta say who didn't deserve to make it. I mean, because sometimes it's like that that year that was to switch it real quick. It's like that year in football, that amazing year for running backs when it was it was Danny Thompson, Priest Holmes, I think Ricky Williams, and it was one other running back. Only three can make the Pro Bowl. Danian had a hundred catches and over a thousand yards, or whatever. Ricky Williams led the league in rushing with eighteen hundred yards. Priest Holmes. Broke the, the the touchdown record and had such and such yards, and I think it was like Short Alexander, and he had like no, it was like Clinton Porter or something. He got like fifteen hundred yards. Like who who gets left off? It, you could say, oh, the Danny had the less amount of yards, so we gonna leave him up. And this is like he did this. So it's always gonna be one person that should have made it or should have got it that didn't, and, and somebody else is always gonna get left off. So it's never gonna be nothing that completely make the situation right. Right. No. Yeah. Just to real quick on that thought. I don't think anybody ever thought about it just being an incentive because you hear right. that's what it is, so you automatically think 
that they losing the money. Right. right. And I don't you never hear about incentives being that much of a kicker either. Like usually incentives like two mil. Right. Like maybe three mil, five at the most, but like to go from like say from one eighty to two hundred million is a big difference as far as incentive going. It's just like a guaranteed incentive, I guess, as long as you meet that benchmark, which has always been a thing in every sport, honestly. And it became such a big kicker because the reason, because it was the Derrick Rose rule. Derrick Rose was on a rookie contract, and in his third year, he won MVP. It's like, you're out playing a rookie deal. That's why it's such a big jump, opposed to, I right, go extra 30000 extra fifty. It's like, you went from just being... Yeah, you made the All-Star team, you made the Rookie of the Year, but you went from that. It's a long – that just show you how big of a jump it is from All-Star to All-NBA or All-Star to MVP that the incentive to make it a super max is an extra $30, $40 million. So it's not just casual. So you shouldn't just be getting it for anything. But I understand the thinking of just anybody shouldn't have a vote. Right. Um, and – it's not even that just anybody shouldn't ha- shouldn't have a vote because I don't think they're just giving anybody votes, but it has become apparent over the past years that some people don't take their vote as serious as other people, and that's a problem. Right. Everybody should be taking their vote serious. This is not like at least come into it open mindedly. Yeah, yeah. So you know, some people just vote for for some people that had a vote. I'm not really watching this. I know he do this, so I'm just gonna give him the vote opposed to you actually really considering who should win that award. Right. No, yeah, I definitely get where you come from with that. I know it's even got to a point where I see some people not necessarily like in mainstream media, but definitely in, you know, the, the Twitter media spaces say, especially when it comes to certain players like a Jokic or a Bede or a Giannis, who two of those players have one MVP is that mm-hmm. the meat like American media still don't necessarily want even Luca to a certain extent that they don't want to necessarily get those players those votes to be MVP. I can't agree with that because foreign players have won MVPs the last how many years? Giannis, no, Jokic. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know like foreign players that, are more popular than ever. No, right. Even with that being said, they still feel like that's still like they say you know those players can't be the best players in the league or the face of the league. I think people's got to just stop feeling, especially I've seen it a lot on NBA Twitter. So I know exactly yeah, what yeah. you're saying. People got to stop feeling so offended because somebody else thinks somebody else would be MVP. Like, Jokic could be MVP, but there's flaws to his to his um, conversation, just like it's flaws to MBs. At the end of the day, the stats do matter, but your team being in sixth place matters also. MB averaging 30 basically right now matters, but him missing – 10, 15 games matter also. So it's flaws in everybody's game. So nobody's completely right. So you could feel that. And and with that even said, Embiid's a foreign player also. Because I've seen the conversation that Jokic is getting because he's a foreign player. Embiid's foreign. We don't understand what he's saying. He's playing. I'm not playing. Embiid is a foreign player. He talks well. He, he do talk really well. He does talk well. But he's a foreign player. He's a no, foreign he player. A foreign, he and he will say some things at time where you got to be like, well, say that one more time. No, he, like, he's, he's a foreign player. So it's a foreigner versus a foreigner. And the third person in the conversation is Giannis, another foreigner. So how is it a bias against? Foreign is one of the top three. Nobody's saying give LeBron the MVP right now, and LeBron's hooping. KD's out the conversation now, and he was hooping before he went out. The top three 
people in in the next person is Demar. People, the next two is Demar and uh, Jai, and people are torn on them. The main people in the MVP conversation is why aren't they talking about Giannis? Is Jokic should get it? It's locked down for Jokic and be the best player in the league. All of them are foreign players. So how are we against foreigners? But all three of them are foreign players. None of them play for Team USA. <laughs> That's also true. Like I say, it's definitely. But that has really been a conversation. Like, you you write about that. I've seen that a like, lot. It's just important conversation. Like I don't, I, cause I, cause I would say this. This is just real quick. A part of the reason why we got in this so we could talk about things that we felt like mainstream media isn't talk about. Or people just aren't, aren't talking about in general. Yeah, right. Uh, Dave Chappelle, they show Iverson and Dave Chappelle real quick, my bad. I'm pretty sure they are best. I'm pretty sure Iverson and Dave Chappelle are best friends. And this is, we still are watching the All-Star game. But th- sometimes I feel like we, I'm just saying we in general. Yeah, no, nah, we in general, like, yeah. You know, because we part of the NBA Twitter right, community, right? I feel like we try to overblow things because right. we want people to see our point. Basically, and sometimes there's no need for people to see our point because if you actually just turn on and watch it and just not get mad at the five minutes you see on first take or on um, with Skip and Shannon, right. you will see that they do talk about those things as well. If they talk about it how you want them to talk about it, that's up for you to determine. But you can't just turn it off every time you see the first clip is Michael Michael Jordan versus LeBron because you're not gonna see what they're talking about for real. Yeah, exactly. And they should maybe they shouldn't lead with they, that either. They should, yeah. They 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 can bring in new. It's a it's a mix of all that because because I have gotten to the point too where this mainstream or whatever it's always a thing of nobody's talking about. I saw for weeks in a row somebody said nobody's talking about Phoenix, nobody's talking about this team, nobody's talking about that team, and like. Not that we're on a major scale, but weeks in a row, we talked about all those things that people talking about. That's why I started changing it to people need to stop saying what nobody's talking about and just talk about it. This is just as simple as that. We're, whether we want to be, no matter what level we get to as far as this, whether it stays, shouts and nothing but net radio and off the ball network, whether it stay on that scale or it goes to even a more bigger scale where it's an ESPN level type scale, you're in control of what we're talking about. So instead of saying, why aren't we talking about this? You could just literally just simply add it into your show and talk about it and give people some. I always tell people, change what you're watching. I mean, if you're saying nobody's talking about the Phoenix Suns, maybe you need to watch the shows where people are talking about the Phoenix Suns or or can only certain people talk about them to make it valid. I think the latter and not the former. Right, because we talked about, we, we for, for a couple weeks in a row, we, we talked about the Kings, we talked about Phoenix, we've talked about Cleveland all year. We're going to talk about the Lakers because Lakers. it's a talking point. We've talked about the Pacers, we talked about the Bucks, we talked about Orlando earlier in the year, we talked about everybody. So, I mean, if, if, you, if you're not hearing these people get talked about, it sounds like you listening to the wrong people. All right, facts. You just brought up that DeMar was in, you know, probably in most people's top five or in the NBA's top five for MVP. Right. And he's had Chicago, not just him, not just him alone, but him, Zach Levine, that whole team, that had Chicago basically in, as a top three seed all year. Do you think that there's a realistic chance that DeMar can even finish top three in MVP voting? No, not for real. At this point, I think it's a race for Jokic and um, and be the win because the Bulls have been in first all year. DeMar's been playing. DeMar's been playing. He's, all he's been top five in scoring all year. And he is turning it up right now first, because. I think he's first again in total points scored in the fourth quarter. Right. And he, he's been turning it up recently because of that was the uncertainty with the Zach injury. Then Lonzo's been down. So, of course, he, he turned it up. And he can still he can still turn it up. I think he should still have a chance to win it. But 
I think the narrative is already kind of against him winning it. So I, I'm not. I don't think he's gonna have a. I think now people are just fighting for third because it's kind of automatic that it's Embiid or Jokic, and then right. if it ain't them, it gotta be Giannis because he's not getting talked about enough. So, <laughs> um, but I, I think Demar deserved to be in that conversation. Like, what what makes someone an MVP? He's averaging 27 points per game. The Bulls, when he was out, they weren't winning. When Zach was out, they still were afloat. They lost some games here and there, but they were afloat. They looked bad when DeMar was out. Um, the Bulls have been top two in the East all year. What what more are you supposed to do to be in the MVP conversation? Like, everything doesn't have to be, all right, he lead the league in scoring. He got the top – Warp in the, <laughs> the, the top warp in the top per. I hate how like man. I hate how the NBA has come become MLB. I, I feel like that was always like baseball thing. You got into the war and, and all the other stuff. I feel like that's like what when did that invade the NBA? Like he's averaging twenty eight, but he's shooting fifty percent on sixty percent on twos, but. 32% on threes. He's averaging 27 and they win it. The, the, the result of a win is what matters the most, whether you're doing it the Shaq way or the Steph way. Shaq got three, got four rings. Steph got three rings. How can you say which way was wrong? As long as you win, that's the right way. No, nah, I don't facts, but not yet. <laughs> I want to leave you with this. Are we not Cause why, I mean, realistically... Why isn't DeMar? why wouldn't Demar be in the conversation? The Bulls are winning, and whether you want to go with traditional stats or advanced stats, he has numbers on one side of one side of that margin that weighs up. Whether you you want to say, all right, he don't got these advanced numbers. Well, the traditional numbers are showing this is how he's contributing, so that has to matter. People dismiss his traditional numbers because certain advanced numbers will say, well, he's not doing this enough. But if traditional numbers are saying he's doing this, he's top five in these numbers, and his team is top five in their division, in in the in the, uh, the conference. That's that's MVP. Like, we're making it too hard. No, yeah. and, I know, and I know this is a weird question, especially when you think about some of the MVPs, and it's like, well, you know, this this probably isn't a thing. But with the position that DeMar plays and how the game is played, especially on the wing, do you think his play style kind of holds him back because it's not necessarily think transcending? It ain't nothing new. Over glamorous to it. Right. Because like even Giannis and Embiid, what they doing is new. Right. Because even – I know people does, you know, shout out to R.P. Kobe. NBA 75 is they said with respect that you know he is the most Kobe like as far as game go but I feel I said like that first you did but I feel <laughs> like some people starting to say it not necessarily as a dismissive thing but as not necessarily as they're an impressed thing like yeah it was always dismissive that's it remember that was a conversation where if Jordan played in his era he'd, he'd be, be DeMar, DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan right but now you see so, him now you see what they actually look like <laughs> so but do you think that has to, I know it's, that's probably not on most people's conscious mind but Cause yeah because that's a joke to most people on NBA Twitter but do you think that's a real thing because I don't think people realize how each thing influence each other the national mainstream media and NBA Twitter so you somebody see that and then they have that especially with how people think of the past a lot of times like do you think that go into maybe even not necessarily the media voting but how even ESPN looks at it too yeah, they're going to look at it that way because at the end of the day, even though it's working during the regular season and it's a regular season award, people are always going to look at it and say that's not how you win championships, even though the last 
four teams have all won with players that dominate in the mid range. Mm-hmm. The, the the Bucks or in the paint area, honestly. The Bucks, Toronto, um, even the Lakers in that last year KD and the Warriors they all had mid-range uh, bucket getters but people are going to see it and it's going to automatically go well that's not this era no more and even though the traditional numbers which matters just as much as me averaging 25 points per game in real time matters just as much as that 26 points per game per 36 especially if it's leading to wins and at the end of the day whether you get eliminated first round second round third round you got to put up those wins to even get in those positions but people will look at the way he played and they'll look at the fact that he wasn't supposed to be in the conversation coming into the year, which was always Derrick Rose's whole point the year that he won the MVP when they asked him at the beginning of the year who he got for MVP, and he said, why can't it be me? But it got to be the, these are the guys that's supposed to be in the conversation, so this is who it's supposed to be. Um, and I think all that play against DeMar, but I think he has a real – he should have a real shot to win it. He's averaging the numbers that he need to average. The team is winning how it should win. You can't tell me that he's not the reason that the Bulls are better this year. No matter how much you like Lonzo, no matter how much Levine has gotten, everybody got a team around him. The Bulls are better because DeMar DeRozan on their team. The Bulls have a chance to go to the finals because DeMar is on the team. And I ended with even with people who want to make jokes about him not being able to get over the hump in Toronto. You're right. He couldn't get past LeBron James in the Eastern Conference Finals. It wasn't like they was knocking him out in the first round. Like, he, they lost to LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's The next round is the NBA Finals. So it's not like he hasn't almost been there before he wasn't able to put it all together as a younger player and now that's why you develop you get older you get in better situations and you see what he could do now but I think DeMar sh- should be in MVP conversation not that he should be the MVP but he should be in legit in the conversations and have a legit chance to win it right but other than that you got anything else um, other than that, this uh, uh, happy bladed born day to Michael Jordan. We didn't record during his uh birthday, so shout out to Michael Jordan, greatest player of all time. Happy belated born day to him. Um, and shout out to what he doing. It was easy for people to kind of to talk trash about Jordan when Charlotte was good, but I don't think enough people give him credit for he did what they said that he needed to do stop just hiring his friends get out of his comfort zone trust some other players and he's done that and charlotte is getting we've seen him try to get better even just with this past trade deadline try to be active take a chance on like a player like trez that show talent drafting Lamelo. so shout out to michael jordan and everything he's trying to do in charlotte um and everything he has done in charlotte um but other than that as always appreciate the viewers Appreciate the listeners. Uh, uh, you know, you can find us every Monday on the Nothing But Net channel via the Dash Radio app in your app store. Go to Dash Radio. Go to go to Dash Radio. Download the app. Like the Nothing But Net channel. We on every Monday, 3 p.m. Uh, you can find us every Wednesday um, at 12 o'clock on the Autobot Network Facebook page, the Hoopers Twitter page, and the Hoopers YouTube page for. Uh, the Hooper's Afternoon Session live show. And go to the YouTube. Search Hooper's Pod. Subscribe. Like all that cool stuff. John W. Fresh X. And it's the Hooper's Hour on Nothing But That Radio presented to you by Dash Radio. I'll catch y'all next week. <laughs>